Uh, hey, thank you for tuning in the Inquisitive Minds podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Johnny Smith. Uh, today with me, my guest is a stand-up comedian, also studies marketing full-time at the University of Pittsburgh while working as a patient care representative at a medical marijuana dispensary. I know a pusher when I hear one. Uh, in addition, coaches and performs with her all-star competitive cheerleading program, winning dozens of national and world championship titles over the last 15 years. Uh, Liz Martin, welcome to the program. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, thank you for coming on. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm, I always say like a day sad, a day wasted, so I just try to... Well, I did not expect that level of positivity already. Oh, I uh, know. It's sickening, isn't it? <laughs> it's beautiful. Since uh, this is going to be uh, coming out on Easter, I'll mm-hmm. be putting this out on Easter. I just want to say happy Easter to oh, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy Easter to uh, everybody. Happy Passover. Yes. If you don't do anything, happy fucking Sunday, folks. You know what? It's a day off. Yeah. So uh, let's just start a little bit. Um, you started comedy in 2019. Yes. I remember when you started coming around. I'm, I'm not that much, you know, longer than you. I don't want it to sound like that. Uh, but, you know, I approached, uh, you know, just, okay, just comic, cool, cool beans. And then uh, I found out we had a mutual interest. You know, mm-hmm. you, you enjoyed uh, medicine as well. So a I was lot. like, cool. And then I found out you'd been like a, a champion-level cheerleader for well over a decade. And I'm like drawn into people that have an extra like focus on the side like have a passion mm-hmm. so no matter what it is too i just mm-hmm. find it fascinating before we get into comedy before we get into the dispensary can you tell me a little bit about how you got into cheerleading yeah um i will be honest it's a ridiculous sport if you talk to anybody that's in it sometimes i'll be honest with you cheerleading is the one sport that I don't know much, well, not mm-hmm. the one, but one of the ones that I don't know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe from like pop culture, TV, yeah. but I don't know the inner workings. I do, though, uh, believe you guys have a, a specific level of athleticism that's underappreciated. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really do like uh, cheerleading in my high school. Like, I didn't really do like the football games or anything. Um, I always did uh, what they called like all-star cheerleading, which is almost like a club team. I tell people, I'm like, if you ever like catch cheerleading on like ESPN, like if you're mm-hmm. flipping through the channels, that's probably what I'm doing. So where it's like a big group on the floor. Yeah. And there's men, women. Yeah. There's people holding people, people up. Yeah. Okay. Now, well, then how does one start that? So I, I think I was like eight years old and I danced forever, but I... I was, like, a pretty, like, muscular kid, so, like, it was becoming kind of clear that, like, I wasn't, like, super dancer-shaped. <laughs> okay. Um, I was, like, really good at it, but it was very clear, like, it wasn't gonna get, like, I wasn't gonna be able to do like it a, long term. You could have been crumping or uh, what have you. Let me tell you, I got the shoulders of a linebacker. I gotta use them. I, I feel bad, because, uh... I was in a roast against Ian, and I came after you a little bit. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Still one of my—I I love it because I loved the third round. At one point, I went, well, this is just about me. I don't—what did I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I it just, was so good. I Nothing personal. Love it. Love it. I still talk about it. I still think it's hilarious. I don't believe any of that, but thank you for uh, patting my ego there. I do. I think <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so you got into it when you were eight. Now, when you got into it, was it with a school, or you said it's outside of it? So it's yeah, like yeah, um, a cheer program is almost like a small business, kind of like that's essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. They get um, a building. It's usually like an old warehouse, as weird as that sounds, but okay. you need you need ceilings that are at least twenty five feet high to accommodate like your basket tosses. Oh, fair enough. So uh, it's just like usually the most cost effective place you can do it, and you know there's like a couple coaches running it, and you have. Anywhere from maybe like 10 kids to like 200 kids. Now, is there any type of regulation here? Like with, when you say a couple coaches, do they have to have qualifications? Is there license? Yes. So I'm going to say probably not as, as much <laughs> a regulation as there should be. Okay. But um, there is something called the USASF, which is the United States All-Star Federation. I feel like we are getting ready to turn into the uh, ESPN, the Ocho segment. <laughs> Oh, I hope I hope I'm friendlier than that. I hope I'm more. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I um, 
Yeah, it's and then like there's different age groups, um, you know, different like ages, skill levels, things like that. And then there's like teams within the program. So, you know, there might be like a a group of mini age kids, which is like five to eight. And well, what do you coach? I I've coached kind of everything. I was actually a full time coach, like running a program for a while. Um, I I now just tend to like help out with teams as I see, but I usually um, I kind of float around, so I help out with like a junior level two, um, a junior level four. I don't four. know what that means at all. Um, I take like the like eleven to fifteen year olds because nobody else wants to deal with them. Really? Yeah. Now, um, are a lot of these girls um, in the program that have been cheering or in the dancing for many years? Um, you kind of get a mixed bag. Uh, you know, some people have been doing it like since they were in a diaper. Mm-hmm. Some people. Um, a girl on my team this year, because I'm still still throwing people, uh, she just started cheering this year. She's like 23. Oh. Um, and she was like, you know what, I kind of always wanted to try it. And um, she was like, I was always told I was pretty strong. And, you know, she's doing a great job. So you kind of have, you have a little bit of everything. Uh, it's It's not so much like how long you've been at a certain program. Mm-hmm. It's more like, well, what are you, what are you trying to do here? So, like, there are some kids that are like, you know, super happy just kind of being on like a lower level team. Oh, so like just taking fun. a boxing class to get in shape. Type yeah, of. there's some people. I mean, it does always require a certain level of commitment, mm-hmm. but you know, there's if you're just striving to just kind of hang out, be on a team, go to some competitions, hit some open mics. Yeah, kind of that. It's one thing. Um. And then if you're trying to get to the world championships, that's kind of like a different mindset that you have to have when you're doing the sport. Okay. I think we're getting a little far ahead here. This is very interesting to me. But when you said you started and we were going through that, um, did you fall in love with it immediately? Um, I, I think I did. I think it was pretty – it was one of those things where I – Kind of was like, oh, I'm I'm kind of like needed here. Like I'm kind of good at something. Okay, gave you somewhere to fit in. Yeah, and um, it was also the first thing that never truly came easy to me. Um, I was like a really really smart kid. I got homeschooled until kindergarten, and I was like, I passed like the third grade curriculum test or whatever. Um, I was always really good at dance, despite being, you know, a little awkward shaped by the time I was done with it. Awkward shaped. There could be worse shapes. You know what? That's how I'm, that's how I have to look at it. Um, but it was the first thing that I was like, I really like this, but I'm not naturally good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I could be good at it. I feel like there is a spot here for me, but I'm actually going to have to, like, do something about it. Um which I think was probably the best thing that could have happened to me because, like, truly, like, I never studied for a test. I mean, I'll be honest. I got kicked in the head thanks to cheerleading, so now I'm stupid. Uh, Don't ask me to do anything. But I was very, you know, I didn't really have to work hard at things. Mm -hmm. Like, not, I'm not trying to, like, sound like a... Sorry, you can brag on us all. You can (laughs) shit on us all. Oh, no, here's the thing. It's all gone because I got kicked in the face, so, like, we're good. Well, you were telling me right before we started about... uh. The craziness about about uh, cheerleading. Why don't we just jump right into that? Oh, sure. Um, you know, I do tell people that if you ever saw, like, the show Dance Moms back mm-hmm. in the day, not that far off. Like, I've, okay. seen, I've seen some things happen. Um, I will say it's much calmer now. I remember it being, um, especially, like, a few years ago when there were really, really successful teams in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is a surprisingly great city for cheerleading. Well, I uh, – shout out to uh, Point Park University. Yeah. Um, when I attended there, apparently they were the number two school for dance behind Juilliard in the country. Yeah. Which is surprising because it's mm-hmm. a journalism school, I right. thought. Right. There's a lot – and then, like, you have, <laughs> you know, Carnegie Mellon with, like, uh, theater and dance Another and surprise things. school, yeah. you know. So there's there's lots of, like, that kind of talent around here. Do you know what was the catalyst that calmed things down? Um, I will be honest. I think that there are, were a lot of kids that ended up quitting because things were insane. Um, I think Pittsburgh used to have a lot more teams – that we're doing a lot better internationally. And 
it's just not necessarily that way anymore. I'm not saying that like Pittsburgh isn't still a great city, you know, to cheer it's okay. in. It's okay. But well, I mean, to cheer in, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't even know there was cheer teams in Pittsburgh. It's it's a wild kind of like. Where do you tiny... guys practice? Do you compete in Pittsburgh against each other? Yeah, my my cheer gym is actually like right on uh, Sawmill Run Boulevard. Okay. It's like eight minutes from here. Really? Yeah. Um, like I said, they're usually like in old warehouses, mm-hmm. so they are tucked in like the weirdest places. Um, there's one like in McKee's Rocks, um, like almost on the way to Parkway. You know, shout okay. out to yeah. Parkway. Shout out to Parkway. There's one. It's in like it's next to like a, a welding okay. building or something. Because that's not creepy. Yeah, like it's they are in the weirdest places, pinching pennies on the rent. Now uh, a cheer team. Uh, how many people are on it, and what's the structure? Sure. So you've got anywhere between, I want to say the minimum is like 6 to 36, I believe, mm-hmm. is the cap. 6 is the minimum? Yeah. Hmm. So, and, and they are broken up. There is like a small, medium, and large category. So okay, like, so it's not 6 going against 36. Right. You okay. know, that would be a little, I'd feel a little well, bad. Well, the 6 could, the... could stay sharper, potentially. Potentially. That's only 6 members they got to worry about. Staying together? Yeah. I could I could compete in the six man. I'm a I'm a good base. Yeah. I'm not kicking up though. Hey, we need bases. There's no age cap on my team. You're more than <laughs> if you walked on the floor, you could compete. There's still hope for me, folks. There I is. might I might uh, chase a dream. One you know of these what? Days. We'll get we'll get you to a practice. We'll <gasps> get you to. You you know what? You invite me to a practice. I'll come to a practice and yeah. I'll try my best. Do it. I'm I'm That'll trying to get my roommate to come to a practice. I'll take some pictures. We'll we'll put them on the Facebook page for uh, yeah. inquisitive minds. John. Hey. John, the cheerleader. I'll take it. Absolutely. Um, if we're not cheering for a little brain with question marks on the inside, though, I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, we can we can do that. Now, uh, with the with the bigger teams, like a thirty six member team, captains, one captain, structure of There's captains, no captains. Um, as far as I've, I would say ninety five percent of teams in all star cheerleading won't have a captain. Um, you're kind of, and even if you do, you're still supposed to be like one level. Mm-hmm. Um. That's not always the case, you know, especially like on uh, my team is what they call open age division, which is 16 and up. So 16 to whatever. To whatever. Okay. I think the oldest on my team is like 25. Me and Todd are going to come and be bases. Hey. We're going to be the power bases of the Pittsburgh team. We need some bases. Come on in. <laughs> the uniforms are cute. <laughs> All right. You'll have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Um, now this is a dated reference, but you being a cheerleader, I'm assuming you saw it, uh, bring it on. Oh, absolutely. We have a, we have a Clover versus Toros themed practice on Monday this week. What I wanted to ask was, I guess the inner workings of a team, uh, with the competitiveness, um, I don't want to use the word caddy cause I feel like that brings a female connotation, but like bickering yeah is, is is that an element that's present normally um i think that if your team is not well composed and not well controlled that is a thing that comes up um i think one thing that is really interesting about cheerleading good or bad mm-hmm. is you very quickly have to realize that somebody's life is kind of in your hands mm. um when they're being thrown and whatnot. right okay. you know it's not you know it's not something that you can you, it's super fun, but it's not something you can kind of just like do half-ass. What is your role on when yeah. you're on a team? What is your role? So if we're talking stunting positions, I'm a back spot. So there's four people in a stunt usually. There's a flyer, so that's who you're throwing in the air. There's two bases, one for each foot or, you know, whatever trick you're doing. You usually need two people under there. And then a back spot who um, – it's kind of just supposed to be more like strength and kind of like controlling mm-hmm. everyone else in the group. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty wild. Now, when did you make the move from actually competing uh, to coaching? Um, I, I'll be honest. I remember, I think I was 14. Mm-hmm. And oh, so early. Yeah, I think I was 14 because I had been doing this since I was seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, 
I think at some point I just went all in on it. It's mm-hmm. just all I wanted to do. I think I just really enjoyed it. I'm a very like active person, so it was kind of like just always working out with your friends and mm-hmm. getting to look pretty. So I was like, this is awesome. Like This is everything I need. Now, uh, you did this during high school, too. And yes. did that also mean that you couldn't be on the cheer team for the high school? It was conflicting? Um, there were a lot of girls that managed both, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed being involved with my cheerleading gym. So I ended, you know, I was working at the gym, like teaching tumbling classes and, mm-hmm. you know, helping out with like the tiny teams, you know, I think from 14 on, um, Unfortunately, cheer is a very expensive sport, so oh, yeah. eventually my parents were like, you got to help us put this, mm. kind of offset this bill a little bit. So I <laughs> okay. um, was working at the gym. I was usually, you know, f- on my own team. Uh, I was, like, filling in on another team. You know, essentially, if somebody got gets hurt, you take their spot mm-hmm. for a couple weeks, and then when they're done, they'll get it back. Um, I was doing that for teams. Now, um, do you do, like, cardio and whatnot? Like, is there uh, physical training before you guys practice your drills and whatnot? How does a, how yeah. does a practice run? Um, so cheerleading is actually, like, a year-round sport. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of, um, like, conditioning, cardio and stuff from the months of, like, May until about August. You're doing a lot of conditioning every practice. And then once you get your routine for the season, mm-hmm. you start practicing that. So it you start using all of that that conditioning you've mm-hmm. been using or been getting, um, and then you're doing less conditioning, but you're doing more reps of the routine and things like that. Okay. So it's usually like a quick warm-up at a practice, and then like you're into just running your routine, your stunts, you know, cleaning it up. Now, you made a joke about getting kicked in the head, um, but that's pretty serious. Can you tell me about that a little bit? Yeah. I got a, a pretty severe uh, TBI, February of 2015. Traumatic brain injury? Yes. I uh, threw a girl in the air, and she did a backflip, and I went to go catch her, and something just didn't go quite right. Got the whole sole of her shoe to my temple, and there was, like, a video of this because there were security cameras in the gym. Mm-hmm. You see, like, my feet leave the ground, Ooh. and then my neck hit first. Oh. So I went from being like this straight-A honors AP student to not being able to read the title of a Dr. Seuss book. Uh, in- so so has it long-term effects on your cognitive function? Yes. that um, The injury is actually what kind of sparked my interest in medical marijuana um, in the first place. Okay. I have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Um, I have, like, permanent spinal you know, you cord know damage. Um, before you go any further, yeah. I'm not sh- too sure exactly what fibromyalgia is. Can you explain that? Because yeah. I've, I've always heard it. I just... Yeah. So it's essentially um, if you have any kind of, like, um, nervous system j- damage, spinal cord damage, um, or really just any, like, really traumatic... Um, head injury or anything like that uh if there's any problems permanently if your brain is having trouble you know kind of readjusting mm-hmm. to to life it can cause um chronic pain um insomnia it you know it can throw off your appetite it can throw off um like your actual hormones mm-hmm. um and when that happens that's when you have fibromyalgia okay okay so so you have Fibromyalgia, that got you, um, you were saying other things you were diagnosed with, and that's what got you into medical marijuana. Yeah, and I remember I had done six doctor's appointments a week for 18 months. When was this, by the way? This was um, like my junior and senior year of high school. Okay. So I was, you know, pretty much missing school most of the time, just trying to do what work I could. Um, But I was, or I I think this might have been, you know, I'd slowed down on some of the therapies, but it was kind of clear that I wasn't really making any more progress. Mm -hmm. And then probably around, uh, like, the end of my freshman year of college, Mm -hmm. um, a doctor had actually said to me, you know, you're kind of plateauing here. You should probably just prepare to live your life the way you are now. Okay. Maybe, (laughs) Maybe I don't fully understand, I guess, outside of, like... 
we say reading the title of a Doctor's Who's book. Can you just walk us through what was different before and after? Yeah. Um, I definitely do not have um, a super great memory anymore. I have a lot of problems um, with, like, short-term memory. Mm -hmm. I have a trouble, like, picking up on things. Um, I developed... Uh, I was tested for ADHD and um, OCD, like as an adult, mm -hmm. and ended up having both of those. So um, it's also like really impacted like my mental health. So I ended up like I've done a lot of programs through Western Psych and things like that. Um, you know, just like permanently, you know, got some aches and pains and things. That... Has it adjusted your personality at all? Absolutely. I tell, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. Mm -hmm. Before the injury, I had no personality and a stick up my ass. Like, truly. I was so boring. All I did was school and cheer. And there was nothing, you know, there was really nothing to me. Okay. And, I mean, nothing will humble you like getting stupid. Uh, <laughs> to put it very bluntly. But, um, you know, just kind of having that perspective on life, kind of realizing that, um, you know, I'm doing what I want to do, and mm -hmm. I... That, and that's the best feeling, isn't it? It is. And genuinely, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I am a thousand times happier. Um, well, that's what's up. I don't know you uh, pre-stick up your ass, but <laughs> you seem like a nice enough person. Oh, thank you. Um, that was... Uh, I meant to endorse you more. I But that sounded it. so, like, lackluster. You know what? That's all right. Um, So you're... Freshman year of college, you're talking to this doctor. He says, you're going to just, this is it. This is lit. Yeah. So that took you down the path of medical marijuana? Yeah, because I said, you know what, I'm not, I said, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Like, I think I I, I need to feel better than I feel right now. Um, I was still, you know, I barely, you know, had a sleep, you know, barely had like a sleeping routine mm -hmm. in check. I, you know, was getting diagnosed with like weird food allergies all of a sudden. Like, it just nothing was really helping like even my joints were like swollen all the time and like nobody could tell me why hmm. and that's very odd yeah like things that like a, a 20 year old should not be dealing with and i said you know i'm in pain all the time and i kind of feel like garbage like <laughs> i gotta do something welcome welcome to being over 30. yeah you know, <laughs> like i was like you know what i gotta do something here i'm like, in pain all the time and i feel like garbage <laughs> it's just a thursday <laughs> Right? <laughs> but I was like, I need, you know, I was like, I don't think that's it. I think there's probably something else I can be trying or at least things I can incorporate into my daily life. Yeah, absolutely. To feel better. And they were like, well, I mean, if nothing else works, we can give you some oxy. And I was like. That's a very dangerous statement. I was like, that sounds like a really bad idea, mm -hmm. sir. I don't like that. And. You know, I was pretty, and I said, is there any, like, really, that's it? And he was like, I just don't know, you know, what other therapies we can be giving you. And I was like, okay. Gonna Did you try any holistic routes, acupuncture, yoga, anything like not that? Until not saying after. it's a cure-all. Yeah, not until after. I'm actually, those are things that I'm, I'm doing now, you okay. know, to kind of, but those are all things I've been introduced to kind of after kind of going down that first rabbit hole of mm -hmm. like, so what, what, you know, kind of just Googling, like, treatments and um that was one that came up and i will be honest I'm, i really enjoy reading and i read a lot of uh you know medical journals i read a lot of articles about it so outside of uh the inflammation mm -hmm. going down in your joints which mm -hmm. marijuana directly helps with yes um what other benefits did you receive from it i genuinely tell everybody it m turned my life like a 180 like I I have like different um, like strains I'll use for different things. I am on a lot of antidepressants and things, mm -hmm. so um, my ADHD can't be treated with Adderall because there would be some um, interactions with the medications. Mm -hmm. So I'll use like a sativa with like certain terpenes in it to um, and and I'll smoke that like before I have class or before I try to write a paper. Um, because it does kind of help me focus in a little bit more. doesn't feel like my brain is, you know, running on a million different tracks. See, I think these types of conversations are interesting and need to be heard. Because for those out there that, you know, don't understand the medical benefits of marijuana, mm -hmm. um, one of the stereotypes is you'll be 
you'll be spaced out, you know, you'll be shaggy or confused or what have you. Um, but you, as uh, you're using it to clear your head. Yes. You know, so I don't know. I talk about weed a lot on this program inadvertently. Oh, I love it. It's just such an important part of my life that Me more too. people need to be educated about it. Absolutely. I, I tell everybody, I say, I'm going to work in the cannabis industry until comedy pays the bills. So <laughs> I dig it. I dig that's, it. That's not a bad industry to be working in either. Yeah, I I genuinely like it truly I could not function without it mm -hmm. today. Um You know what? I'm gonna be honest, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. It just to me, and this might sound weird, it stops the flashbacks from happening. Mm -hmm. Like uh if I don't have uh marijuana mm -hmm. I'd start getting crazy flashbacks and to the point where it's like, oh my I can't function. Yeah. Well, that's how my panic attacks would be. And I mean, I'm taking a lot less clonopin than I used to. Clonopin is horrible. It's, yeah. You know what? And there's people out there that might use it as a benefit. I've seen it used in horrible manners. It's, it's a, it's not, you know, it's not a great thing to be taking. It's a, it's a benzodiazepine, if I'm yeah. correct. Um, I've seen people take. A month's prescription in a week. Yeah. And those people don't know which end of their ass is up. Yeah. And, you know, truly, I was taking, like, I, honestly, when I was in college, easily four to six a week. Oh, yeah. And and not batting an eye at it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, now I barely take it. And. Yeah, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't mess with, with benzos at all. Yeah, it was, honestly, it was kind of the only option I was really given oh, for no, a I, while. Oh, no, I dig it. No, I but, you know, it's one of those things, like, I wish somebody just would have, like, mentioned it to me. Well, you know, it's so taboo, but someone should have came up, hey, smoke a joint. Like, yeah, look, that's not, as, it shouldn't be looked at anymore as, like, oh, he's doing drugs. Uh, you know, I just, it's I It's like, don't you want some that. Tylenol? Pretty much. You know? I mean, I, um, a, a friend of mine who does not have a medical card, but often partakes with me um with shame 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 obviously was saying like you know i i smoke probably like an eighth a week like i was like lightweight i was like oh that's uh and he was like i gotta cut down and i was like look think about this <laughs> i was like first off way to attack my consumption levels all right fine be that way uh i was like you know what think about this what would you be drinking every night if you weren't like smoking a bowl Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's a good point. I was like, which one do you think is going to be better for you, like long term? Oh, absolutely. Short -term? Now, there's there's trouble with the uh, the actual smoking mm -hmm. of uh, the leaf. Yeah. Which in Pennsylvania, it's only legal to vaporize the leaf. Yes. Um, but with the, uh, like, like, they worry about cancer mm -hmm. and carcinogens getting in. But there's so many other options now. Oh, yeah. And you, you working at a dispensary, I mean, it's easier. Just lay it out a little bit. Tell us a little, you know, about yeah. what we offer in Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. I personally really, uh, I use the vape cartridges a lot. So it's essentially, uh, I kind of describe it to people like, it's almost like a jewel pod. Like, oh, yeah, you got one. There you go. We have visuals, folks. It's. Um, we do the research on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I... I love a, I love my vape pen. I have I have at least three on me, like at all times. I um, but it, you know, kind of the smell won't you know stick to things the way that smoke will. I actually I pl continue, but I literally just had this same conversation before you walked mm -hmm. in the room. I have this conversation with everybody. I'm like, it won't. It, it's not gonna like stick around mm -hmm. and hang in your house. It's like just that. a vapor. Exactly. Um, they do, they'll make edibles. I mean, it's just like an RSO. Yeah, that and they have like the, the pills. Yeah, they do like the little capsules. I don't recommend, guys. I mean, if it works for you, I don't recommend it. The little old ladies love them. Yeah, the well, that makes sense. The little old ladies are a big fan. Um, they, uh, there's tinctures, so it's essentially like a THC in a solution that you'll put under your tongue. Um, I've had that. I've had the uh, the root beer extra strength one. Yeah, it's like thirty three milligrams a a, mm -hmm. a little vial. There's a new blue Hawaiian one if you're interested. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it sounds delicious. Yeah. I um, but uh, I know a lot of people um, just you know will just still use a a, a pipe 
Oh yeah, these days, yeah, the flour. Um, they have topical creams too. They do. I use um, the topical creams myself all the time because being you know an athlete, mm-hmm. I'll honestly take a shower and I'll put it like all over my back and just fall asleep because. I have a question for you because I've never bought the creams myself. Mm-hmm. Do you get a, a a a high effect from that? I don't. I I think. You know, maybe if you're not, if you're somebody that just kind of sticks to like CBD usually mm-hmm. or something, you might okay. feel a little something, but you're, you'll be fine. You're not going to feel anything from it, but it really does. Like you do feel your muscles just start to relax a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's, it's like icy hot, but not painful. <laughs> okay. There was, huh, we all got an icy hot story. You know. Oh yeah. Let me tell you when you're a cheer and you're sweating, but you're also breaking because they won't let you stop practicing. I don't know what breaking means. Uh, I've seen girls like, I'll tell you personally. Like mentally breaking? Hey, let me tell you. I've had so many people yell at me, and I have had so many broken noses on a cheer floor. <laughs> I'm breaking every way. <laughs> okay, that's fair. How many broken noses have you had? Eight. Uh, wow, I've had four. Okay. Yeah, you got me beat. Uh, I wish I didn't. This little scar right here, mm-hmm. I was pushed down the steps <gasps> when I was a baby, and uh, my nose was pretty much hanging off. Oh, my gosh. This scar up here, I uh, tried K2 in a halfway house and passed out on my face and almost died. Um, I got kneed in the face before I broke it. I got punched and broke it. it like, yeah. it's, it's miserable. I will say that. Oh, it's rough. It's it is. miserable. It is not a good feeling. I once I once threw a girl like straight in the air and I was, you know, me and the two bases were supposed to mm-hmm. catch her her feet. And she slipped through the bases hands and literally stood mm. like stood on my nose. Mm. And it, you know, obviously like just blood everywhere. It's so bad. The coach literally hands me two tampons and says, "Go in the bathroom, stick those up your nose. We got three more full outs to do tonight." And I said, all right, sir, I will be right back. <laughs> all right. Uh, because, I mean, the tampons are a great solution for a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Oh, yes. However, like, you lose a lot of blood. You do. It's not safe. I like it, though. I like it. I will, I will tell you, I, I do not approve of a lot of the, I'll say the, the leniency on competing with injuries and illness okay. that is exhibited in all-star cheerleading. Um, but I also think that it's the best life lessons you're ever going to get. So well, I don't know, know which is, which is, uh, no, that's fair. How um, they weigh out. <laughs> I know the world we live in, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's real cozy, soft mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, I love everybody. We all should be accepted, mm-hmm. but I grew up hard. You yeah. know, life was hard. I still uh, am hard on myself like that. I don't mm-hmm. expect everybody else to be, but I think those lessons are very beneficial. I I think they're fantastic. Al- almost to play on your words, no better lesson than falling on your fucking face. There's really not. And, like, I hate to say it, like, I never would have learned the amount of work ethic, mm-hmm. discipline, time management, um, like, loyalty, uh, working with other people, you know, I don't think I would be half of the person that I am you know without what? it. I just read an article, and I wasn't going to mention this. Mm-hmm. I just read an article online that was shared on Facebook about how hustle culture is like damaging to a stand-up comedian and all that, and how you need to self-care and how you need to take breaks, and it's not about putting in as many sets or getting on as many shows or all this jazz. And first off, this isn't directed at anyone specifically. You can go take your naps and fuck all that bullshit. I'm going to bust my ass until something happens. Exactly. Like, that's that's kind of how I feel. You know, I started, I remember I started October 17th, 2019. And from then until the 13th of March when everything mm-hmm. got shut down, I did 104 sets total. Okay. Like, I, I enjoy, like, this is what I want to do. I have trouble not doing things 100%. I will be honest. No, I, I dig it before uh, the big shutdown. Like, my life's completely different now. Oh, yeah. But I was waking up at 5 a.m., uh, driving an hour to work, mm-hmm. working all day, going to a mic at night. If I got home before midnight, it was an early night. Literally right. six days a week. Me, yeah. But I enjoyed it because it was fulfilling. It was gratifying to grow. 
So, you know, like I said, not directed anybody. Go take your naps. Go do whatever you got to do to feel good about yourself. I'm going to keep fucking working. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have a problem with, like, sitting still. You I... know what? I'm sorry to, to hijack this and get on my soapbox again. <laughs> you know, I haven't been worried about money for a while because I fucking hustle. Because I don't worry about, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, my mental health is deteriorating. I need to go lay down. You know what needs to lay down? The fucking rent. I got to pay my mm-hmm. bills before I can worry about self-care. So, like I said, not directed at anybody. But go take that lazy shit and shove it up your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely, like, I, I think that everybody needs a little more tough love. Mm-hmm. And I think that All-Star Cheerleading, honestly, was the most comprehensive form of tough love. What I like about cheerleading is the image you get from cheerleading, clean-cut, you know, usually pretty girls, if I'm using a stereotype. Um, I say that because there's guys involved, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, clean cut, blah, blah, blah. But you don't realize behind the scenes, these girls are like football players. Working, fighting, getting through it, and then competing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's tougher than I ever thought. I honestly, I've I've seen, like, I've seen a whole stunt group come down on one girl mm-hmm. and... I've, you know, like, and I hate to say it, shit happens. Like, yeah. you're, this is what you're signing up for. And I completely understand that it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely by no means for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like that. I, that. That showed more confidence and more, uh, that was the braggiest thing you've said all episode because I felt your energy, what you were saying. Uh, I, it's really not meant to be braggy. I just. <laughs> she, I'll say it since she won't say it. You bitches ain't fucking with her. It's no, not. I'm, I'm just playing, guys. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I don't know a lot of people that could take a foot to the face and then go keep flipping and throwing Absolutely. somebody. You know, like, it's it truly was the one thing that um, also taught me appropriate self-confidence, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, you know, I, I was always extremely hard on myself, but cheerleading was one of the, the few things that, um, I always like felt really self-assured in what I was doing and kind of saying, you know, no, you can look at the track record. I put in more hours at the gym than you did, and I've been working harder than you have. And oh. there's a reason that I'm doing better H- than you hustle are. Hustle culture is killing cheerleading. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, kind of like, you know, I, I hate to say it. Like, yeah. You know, in, and that was something that I was kind of able to start to kind of look at other aspects of my life a little better. You know what? Let me ask you this because you mentioned in the uh, in the intro your accolades. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me some of those? I don't know. You know what yeah. the appropriate championships and whatnot are. Yeah. So the big one is you want to make it onto a world's team. Is kind of that first your first step. Mm-hmm. So um, when the tryout season runs comes around. Um, Everybody makes a team, but it does depend, you know, kind of what level mm-hmm. and age group you end up on. Um, but they do make it very clear that, you know, kind of that's like your first step and you have to really prove that you're good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, the big one is is getting an invite to the world championships. Now, is that individual or is that like your team that's gets your, an invite? Your team gets okay. the invite. Um, and that those are in Disney World. Oh, that's so. Yeah, so my team got a bit a couple weeks ago, so we're going to uh, first week of May. Oh, congrats! Thank you. First time there, or, uh, it, or have you done this before? This will be my third time there. Okay. Um, What's your team name, by the way? My team is Fire and Ice All Stars. That's Fire the- and Ice All Stars. Shout out to the Fire and Ice All Stars. I know. I'm gonna have to send them this. They'll love it. Yeah, I know. Definitely. And yes. send me something uh, when you guys are competing. I'll make sure to share it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then my team, uh, we're uh, open, non-tumble, level six. So it's essentially uh, a bunch of older kids that really are tired of flipping themselves over and just uh-huh. want to do the stunts. Okay. <laughs> um, I will be honest, it's, it's honestly me and a lot of the kids like I cheered with in like elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like obviously, you know, some new faces, but... It's kind of us just getting together, having a good time. Our coaches have known us forever. You know, we have fun, but we also work really hard. Um, we have a really good kind of working relationship, but it's a much more relaxed kind of take 
to that world's team, and it you know it's kind of designed to be a much more relaxed take mm-hmm. on that kind of uh, on that level of team. Yeah. When you're in high school, um, or you know, if you're specifically going to like, there are you know like some crazy popular gyms with mm-hmm. like these crazy teams or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless you're going there or you're still in high school, it's a little bit more. Um, you're not going to be doing this as a career unless you're going to become a, a coach and um, more likely a program owner. You're mm-hmm. going to actually start your own team. Well, I got a question for you. Yeah. So you're essentially doing this as a partial career? Like you coach? And, yeah. Okay. Um, you're doing that. You work at a dispensary. Mm-hmm. You're doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. You're studying marketing. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with your life? Um, Does any of this all tie together? I sure to sure to heck hope so. Uh, <laughs> That's I, a good answer. I um I definitely want to work in uh, honestly work in the cannabis industry until comedy pays the bills. Um, I truly do like comedy is kind of the end goal. Like okay. that's. Like the first time I did a set, I was like, "This is what I'm doing for the so rest of my life." So where does the marketing life. come into play then? Um, I, I will be honest. I th- I think my dad may have just really wanted to be like, "Oh, my kid's still normal. I'll send her to college." And okay. Okay. So I'm. Um, I'll be honest. I'm kind of just wrapping it up because I've put a lot of work into it. Um, and you know, it's obviously a good thing to have. Yeah. Oh know? yeah. No, definitely. I just. I'll be honest. I'm so done with it. I'm ready to just. I'm. I'm just so ready to be done. I'll be done in December. So. I'm okay. Excited. Congrats. Thank you. But, um, you know, possibly um, work in a marketing position in mm-hmm. a dispensary, um, especially um, it's supposed to it's supposed to become legal here pretty soon. Um, yeah, since since you work in the industry, has there any been more? I know Wolf's been pushing it a lot on his social media, yeah. and Fetterman's always been a supporter. Any whispers about uh, the legalization of recreational marijuana in Pennsylvania? Sure. So I know... I know that Wolf has really been pushing it, um, and that um, is something that a lot of the dispensary owners, like the dispen- the owners of where I work, um, do a lot of lobbying. And they they want it to go recreational. They legal. want it to go recreational okay. because if it goes recreational, a it's more accessible. Price B, has got to drop. It's cheap. Oh, oh my God, price has got to drop because PA, you need to get your shit together we with prices. Have one of the priciest markets in. The country, uh, and we have some of the best growers in the country. Yeah, there was some thirty-eight uh, percent flower at a, yeah. at a rise dispensary recently. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I will say, as shitty as priced we are, mm-hmm. uh, New Jersey, which is newer, mm-hmm. is worse. Yes. And uh, when I checked, when Chicago went legal, for it was worse. Chicago did a horrible job planning their legal their recreational opening. Shout out to Michigan. Shout out Michigan to Nevada. Did a great job. Michigan did a phenomenal job. Shout out to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Denver. Mm-hmm. Many places do a phenomenal job. Texas, you need to get your life together too. Texas the, is a shit show, well, and I am. They have pissed. legal medical down there, but, but it's, like, it's so difficult to get your medical card. And then on top of that, the medical marijuana. I wouldn't pay for that. No, it's like like five percent. It's something stupid, and I think there's like three qualifying conditions. Mm-hmm. It's such a joke of a program down there. I may have told this uh, story on here before, but when I went to get my medical card, just one night I had some money, and I was like, "Well, let me see if it's anything like uh, like California." You always heard about mm-hmm. the stories. Just go in, tell them. So I seen this thing for a medical marijuana card. I mm-hmm. put in my email and phone number. I got a call about 10 minutes later. This is 1030 at night from the doctor, mm-hmm. the doctor. And uh, he set me up the next day. I walked in. I said, hi, I'm Johnny Smith. I'm here for my interview. He pulled me in for an x-ray. Within 30 seconds, had it printed out and said, yep, your neck's too straight. That's why you're getting migraines. Here's your card. Pay the lady at the desk. Whoa. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. When did you get your card? Uh, May. Okay. I got mine about two years ago now okay and let me tell you it was a fucking mess oh that's why i waited so long it was awful i had to go to this doctor they made me print out my medical records even though they could get them on Mm. the upmc computers um which i i couldn't believe i had to bring like my birth certificate my social security card like 
And then the doctor, like, made me sit there for 45 minutes and get lectured on, like, how it was dangerous. Oh, let me do you one. The Because that was the referral. Mm-hmm. I, and then I had to visit a doctor to get mm-hmm. them to sign off. Right. But since it was during COVID, it was uh, it mm-hmm. was over the phone. And they asked me, blah, 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 have you tried this? Have you done this? Yep, don't like it, don't want to do it. Okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Pay the state and you'll get yours in, you know, a week or whatever. Exactly. But so when you when you got it, it was running, jumping through hoops. and That was, I mean, that was two years ago too. Mm-hmm. So like I know that the program has grown exponentially since then. Oh, yeah. Um, But I remember it was such a hoopla for me to get it. But this past I got my card renewed like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I called the doctor like on my drive into work. He called me like 15 minutes later, said, yeah, you've been a patient. I'll just do your recertification now. Still working for you? You working at a dispensary? Cool. Just send patients my way. Have fun. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I said, that's how it should be. My gosh. like. Yeah. yeah you know what? I don't even want to get into it about why it's makes illegal. My, makes my blood boil. But it's, it's nonsense. It's bullshit from the get-go. Um, and I get it, you know, those people that are, don't use marijuana, that's fine. Uh, the people that are anti-pot, go fuck yourself. That, yeah, like, nobody's saying you have to use it. If you smoke marinara, you can delete me. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) wow. So, (laughs) let me, let me, real quick, I just want to say, this episode is, uh, sponsored by, uh, Tenacious Detail, your mobile detailing solution for the Pittsburgh and surrounding area. We know it's cold out now, April Fool's. Uh, it snowed. You know, you don't want to go sit in a lobby or a waiting room somewhere. That's why we bring the detailing to you. Have your car taken care of in the comfort of your home or office. Uh, give us a call at 724-498-9942 to schedule your appointment. Or check us out on Facebook.com slash Tenacious Detail PGH. And if you get a chance to check out my other podcast with Dan Brady, Murderous States of Mind, uh, this week we went over the last call killer who was a man from New Jersey, targeted uh, homosexual men, caught him up, dismembered him, actually never spoke about his crimes. He's still alive today. Uh, That's episode a really out good now. Story. Yeah, it's out now I'm on all streaming platforms. I'm a true crime fan, so. Okay. I am a, I, I, I will be, I will be tuning yeah, in. Yeah, with Murder of States of Mind, we're okay. going uh, across uh, the states by order of statehood yeah. and just going through all the serial killers. Ooh. Yeah, so um, it's been a fun time. Hey, you ever want a guest on that? I can talk about murder for hours. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, check that out, guys. Available on all streaming platforms. By the way, um, where can we find you? Where's your social media? Where sure. can people talk contact you? So uh, Twitter and Instagram is Lizzie underscore Martins. That's with two underscores, though. There's a lot of Elizabeth Martins out there in the world. Okay. Uh, I will actually be on a show at Parkway Theater this Saturday, April 3rd. Um, I know it's supposed to be a pretty good lineup, and hey, Parkway's always a good time. Come support comedy. Yeah, support live comedy. Unfortunately, this is coming out on the 4th. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I got a it's show. It's probably on Facebook. Watch it anyway. I got a show on Saturday, guys. You can uh, invent a time machine and check me out. You know what? I'll post it on <laughs> Facebook. Make me make me popular. Um, What can they reach out to you about? Because you're a wealth of knowledge. Cheerleading? Absolutely. Uh, comedy bookings? Hey, if you want to book me, I let me tell you, sometimes I'm a little funnier than <laughs> I think I am. Medical marijuana questions? Absolutely. You want to come visit me at the Healing Center in Monroeville? I'm working the admissions desk. Now, usually I like to ask someone for advice, mm-hmm. um, but it's a very specific advice. If it's an actress, I want to know how they broke into the act- acting industry. If it's a you know model, same thing. With you, you seem to be very successful in the things you've approached. What just general advice would you give to anybody out there listening who wants to start something? Um... I think positivity is going to be the biggest thing. Um, I I spent a lot of time being very angry about kind of where my life was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's honest, honestly just kind of – I'm not saying things aren't hard. There are days where I want to, like, put my head through a wall and, you know, or just drive off a bridge, you know. There, it's rough. But um, I think just keeping – I think keeping that smile on your face – um, I think just kind of making sure you approach everything with some level of positivity. Um, I think that I think that's kind of what it comes down to, at, le- at least for me. So. Okay. Okay. Um. So older cheerleaders reach out to you. Hey, you want to come? We we have like bring a buddy day. 
Come come check out our team. Okay, guys. Tony Smith will be there. Tune though. in. I'll be there at some point in the future, and I mean that. I can't wait. Uh, my word is my bond. I'm excited. Oh, God, I'm nervous. Should, uh, should we make Cuba come uh, learn how to cheer, too? Absolutely. We can bring Cuba. We can bring whoever, just as long as I'm not <laughs> the one being uh, – like, if there's more than one awkward dude there – I won't be have all the attention. You know what? We'll make it. We'll make it fun. We'll make it awkward, dude. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna start talking shit because that's my normal. I was gonna say half of these dudes are bitches, anyways. You know what? Well, you can prove them wrong. <laughs> um. Well, anyways, again, happy Easter, happy Passover, happy Sunday, uh, guys. Check us out. Uh, follow us on social media. Like, share, subscribe. All that bullshit. Check out Liz Martin. Liz. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. This was such a pleasure. Honestly, the most fun podcast I've ever done. Oh, boy. So, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate pleasure. that. No, you, you provided a lot of information, especially stuff I don't know about. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm an inquisitive guy. I, I'm very inquisitive. I love, I love the premise of the show. I think you do a fantastic job. You are an amazing host. I just want to tell you, you do a fantastic job kind of steering the conversation. This was a joy well guys that's how you make a fat man smile <laughs> um thank you for tuning in thanks liz thank you todd check us all next week or whenever we'll be releasing more episodes this month bunch of them oodles of fucking episodes have a good day bye